this is Jeff Combs. You're listening to Nightmare Junket. Get a job at a sideshow. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that has a newfound fear of farming. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're continuing to wander the wasteland here in the month of May as we don our finest overalls and talk the 1975 classic, A Boy and His Dog. Woof. But before we get into that, let me remind you we're part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. You can find all of our past episodes at boomhowdy.com, where the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your dog hole. And don't forget, you can follow us on the social media if you're out there in the wasteland and you happen to get a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> uh, check us out on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. Yes. And that uh, Facebook is important because we do post events if you're in the Kansas City area. We got some fun ones coming up, man. Yes, we do. In fact, this episode is being released for on Friday, uh, May 23rd. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the Kansas City area and if you've heard about this little thing called Joe Bob Briggs, the the last drive-in show. Yep. And you don't have Shutter, and you've you've seen it out on the, the on the social media. On the social media, and you're like, man, that looks cool. I wish I could see it, but I don't know anybody who has Shutter, or at least anybody who'll give me a password. <laughs> right? We got you covered. We're showing it on the big screen in its entirety, live. It is. I am so looking forward to this because this is. It's become a Friday night tradition for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I'm looking forward to. It's getting me through the week. And to now experience it with people. Yeah. It's it's going to be a little jarring. I'm not going to lie. Because they've shown some doozies. Yes, yes. And yes, we don't know have. what they're showing. So for all intents and purposes, they might show like, I don't know, madness. I mean, anything. <laughs> but the, the communal experience, again, that's what's going to be interesting with this. Now, I am going to mm-hmm. say, because of the social media aspect, I am going to have, we're going to, in the very back is going to be a social media zone. So if you want to tweet along, you will have an area for that. I figure, nice. you know. You know, because I know that's part of the appeal for yeah, a lot of people. The live tweets and all that. So, like, yeah, yeah. So you're over there. Well, and if you don't want it to eat and on your if phone, you want to just good. appreciate yeah. the film and then the Joe Bob Briggs, the commentary, Darcy mm-hmm. the Mail Girl, um, we're gonna have giveaways as always. But uh, get there. Uh, we're going to start seating at 730 mm-hmm. and then we'll start screening approximately 750. Yeah. So we'll have the countdown and everything. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Nightmare Junkhead says, check it out. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of checking out, we are the whole theme this month mm-hmm. is wandering the wasteland. Yes. And go back to our last two episodes where we've had we've had some fun with those, haven't we? We have. We had some fun. And we can and if you want to like get 4D experience, check out our sister uh, the sister podcast, The Nerds and Nostalgia. We're actually doing the one and only awesome Turbo Kid. But it gets weird. Yeah. Almost as weird as the film that we're going to talk about yeah, today. Yeah. Not quite. Not, not quite. quite. Yeah, but there's a lot of... Things little, get filthy. Things get very dirty. Very, very dirty, very quick. As it will in the wasteland. Right. Because, uh, unfortunately, you know, rules shatter. Yes. Up becomes down. Things are weird out there. Mm-hmm. And, things are getting very weird out there. And from Stakeland to Doomsday mm-hmm. to a film that... I saw back in the day, but I have not seen it in 20 plus years. And this was the first time watch for me. So. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If someone said something about a boy and his dog, mm-hmm. would you say, 
I've seen that? No, I'd say okay. I've never even heard of that. Because ah, okay. like cuz at first when you say have you seen that movie Boy and His Dog and I'm like okay, which one are we talking about? Are we talking about a Benji? Are we talking about Marley and Me? Are we talking about Cujo? What Boy and His Dog are we talking about? My dog Skit. Like no, 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 it's the, a movie called A Boy and His Dog. So like, it becomes a bad horror who's on first. Right, exactly. I've never even heard of this movie. I've heard you mention it and I'm like I've never heard of it. And what's really funny was when we were recording our Turbo Kid episode. Right. Every time we would mention it, people in the in the audience would react in that ew kind right. of way, and you were immediately intrigued. Like, holy shit, what am I getting in for? This sounds interesting. I had no clue how weird and filthy and terrible it got. I mean, in in I liked the let me get I liked this movie. I liked it a lot, but it's terrible. <laughs> It's 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 the the actions are reprehensible. Yeah, the overall message of survival yeah. of what you become out in the wasteland, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's it's messed up. This well, movie is crazy. It's funny because this is I saw this back when I was probably at, I was a, a teenager at best. Mm-hmm. And I my cousin worked at a video store really and this was a long long time ago, so I was maybe 11 or 12 yeah. when I saw this the first time. Uh-huh. And I sought it out because I had seen The Road Warrior at yeah. this point. Um um, and the VHS cover was awesome. It had this big mushroom cloud and it said a boy and his dog. Ah. And I just assumed in my mind, kind of just framing everything as a kid, as you do, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, mushroom cloud, maybe Mad Max-esque and a boy and his dog. I love my dog. I, you know, I love dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm a boy. Yeah. Let's go do this. Right. Watching it. It wasn't Mad Max. <laughs> it wasn't the road warrior. I was bored by it. And that's why revisiting it here when we did, mm-hmm. I was taken aback on, oh my God. Right? You can't be bored with this movie. This is, <laughs> this, okay, I think I said it, it, it's Mad Martin. <laughs> it's because if go back to our end of the mouth of March Madness when we did uh, 1978 with Martin, how like this guy is awful, but you can't help but go on this ride with them. Well, he's your. Almost like five minutes into the film, he's complaining about not being able to rape a woman. Yeah. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, here's your protagonist. He goes, man, I just want to get laid. It's like that. And you're like, holy. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see where this goes. I, I, I've i heard of movies like this, you know, but and then just this, it just goes into depravity quick. And then once the depravity is over, it gets weirder, 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 weirder. It's it's a weird onion. You just, with every layer you pull back, it gets weirder and you start crying even more. Right. And, and inside the middle of an onion is like a cocoon of some sort because you're like, what the fuck is this? What the hell kind of onion is this? It's, but the ending was very, very good. I mean, we're trying to go non-spoiler as possible, well, well, but well, we, well, we, now we got to spoil the shit listen, out of it. Listen, I mean, it's, this is a- it's a, it's, it's 1975. It's one of those movies like, okay. Well, uh, this is a this is definitely going to be a Shutter shout out. Yeah, uh, it Shutter. is streaming currently on Shutter, so check it out if you're not on there. And again, we're not sponsored by Shutter, mm-hmm. but we just happen to be members. Yep. We <laughs> enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not only members, but clients as well. It's, yes, we are the Cy Sperlings of Shutter. There we go. I didn't realize when the, again rewatching this how influential this film is. Oh yeah. We talk about how influential Escape from New York is, how the Road Warrior is. They would not exist without a boy and his dog. Yeah. 
This sets it, up a lot of different templates for a lot of different things. This is, we're going back to our little checklist here of the post-apocalyptic tropes. Yep. Uh, Let, let's we, go down the checklist. Let's go down the checklist. So do we have weird football or accessories? Everybody is dressed weird in this. I mean, everybody. Even the kid himself, he's got like this turban garb thing at some points. And then when you meet, like, we'll go into like the do for. Yeah. <laughs> later on but everybody's got i mean we have the shoulder pads you know we have like accoutrements we got all sorts of crazy so shit. therefore we had the roving nomads mm-hmm. we had true desolation yeah absolutely now cannibalism or the hints of cannibalism we got that indeed we got that so this is like setting up everything you need for a post-apocalyptic film yeah and like I said, I didn't realize, not even necessarily how much everything is cribbing from it, but just how it's setting the standard for everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it's setting, the, I, you can totally see the influence, and I'm glad it set the standards on a lot of things, but I'm glad it also didn't set the standards on a lot of other things. Oh. But, because it gets, it gets messed up. I mean, like, so, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Well, it's at the very beginning, I mean, it literally starts with a like at least five explosions and mushroom clouds. Right. It says World War Three. Four. four. Yeah. It goes first. First World War Three decimated yeah. a whole bunch of people. Then World, World War, War Four. No. Lasted it said five, five days. Minutes, five yeah. days. Five days. World oh. War Three lasted thirty three years. World War Four lasted five days. Boom. 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 And then you just see. It just turns into like the, the Wastelands Grand Old Opry music. It's totally banjo dog. Did it, I was gonna say, did it take you out like it did with Invasion? Absolutely not, because okay. you opened with it. When you opened with it, then you're like, okay. You're setting the tone. Yeah, you're okay, so we're wandering the wasteland with fucking Roy Clark. I can dig it. And almost becomes like a wandering a wacky wasteland, because it does, with like a hint, it could turn into Benny Hill. It totally could, because... Right? Yeah. And the reason I mentioned that is you you said right off the bit, uh, Vic is complaining about trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. And I joked, kind of jokingly said, this is like a weird version of a post-apocalyptic boner jam yeah it's because the whole premise behind a lot of those films are the guys trying to you know have sex right mm-hmm. whatever they can do and the shenanigans that happen out of that and if you the first like third of this film it almost fits that in a really weird way mm-hmm. because there's a point and we're um almost 10 minutes in here and we're talking about a film a boy and his dog and we haven't even gotten to the dog yet because right. the dog is the main reason that he is actually seeking out the women <laughs> he's He's a boon hound. Because uh, his whole thing, he, the uh, dog, lo- he got he got an ability to talk, but he lost his sense to hunt. hunt. So he has to like find women to satisfy Don Johnson's carnal urges. So he will get them food. That's There's this really fucked up. Messed up symbiotic relationship. And But here's the thing, and this is the, the thing that really shocked me, was how genuinely funny i thought the film was due almost entirely on the performance of tim mcintyre who does the voice of blood oh it's the dog yeah there he's just calling him all sorts of shit he's like come on albert quit fucking around we got to go do this and he goes i'm hungry and he goes find me a woman and i'm like because i'm don johnson i'm rapey and it's like oh my gosh and like i said it's so hard to get behind your your central protagonist the person you are following their cinematic journey right and it's just like, ooh, really? But I suppose ultimately, and I'm not defending it by any means, no. but I'm assuming, again, another time. Another place. But also the whole post-apocalyptic thing, that's not a good place. Mm-mm. You know, it's very rare good things happen out there. Mm-hmm. But also you don't necessarily have to make it kind of the central driving theme and almost the motivating factor 
of the guy we're following. Right. That's his only sole purpose is just to go out and like, rah, you know? And then you're like, this guy, some ill shit needs to happen to him at some point in time. But he goes on this insane journey and we meet all sorts of things that go nowhere. Well, and that's what's interesting is let's talk about the gnoming rovat, the roaming nomads <laughs> and what we said, like it's the, um, you know, uh, uh, the doof warrior unplugged, you know, it's the softer <laughs> side of the doof warrior because you get this whole like caravan moving these, you, you've got all these guys dragging along who was probably like the, their leader of some sort. Right. Right. And he, so he come in this bus looking like the bus from the Muppets, yes. uh, the, the Muppets go to Manhattan or something, the great Muppet caper and then the happiness hotel bus. Yep. So they come in this happiness hotel bus and they're all look like Muppets because they're all dressed. The main leader's like, Wah! he's got like, um, he's got like a pirate hat on yes, and a chicken suit and he's like over there barking orders dig assholes and everybody gets out and digs for what reason we don't know they were digging for food they were digging for food but they had a whole satchel of food and he's like play something and then here comes the doof warrior and he's like green sleeves the music was so weird in this movie because you had Benny Hill you had country Benny Hill and now you have like fucking what child is this right and they're digging so he goes and snatches the food and they're like ah we'll meet up with him later and they never fucking do so Vic comes in steals the food because again and he's surge he's he's got that whole thing his whole driving force is to get laid to get the food so mm-hmm. they're again so weird but like i said and when the dog's he, like don't do it asshole they're gonna get you you're gonna get you you dumb fuck i mean like he called them dumb fuck numerous times it was insane like i said there's weird levity in this film but but when that guy dragged along and i saw that guy in the back with the guitar i'm like holy shit i I'm not going to say that George Miller saw that and was like, okay, I'm going to do that. But like One true day. fashion, yeah. turn into 11 uh-huh. as he did with the Doof Warrior. But I was just such a nice little sh- surprise mm-hmm. initially. And that gets us to our next set piece. And this is what cracked me up and what sold me kind of on how this world exists and the yeah. world that they created. And let's say this is also based on a Harlan Ellison novel uh, who is, you know, huge influential genre writer. Um, but ultimately that they, you show up and you get, as you said, the... Wait, uh, the grindhouse the, the, on the, the, the post-apocalypse 42nd street the <laughs> you want to talk you know they talked about like it was kind of maybe a risk to go into some of those grindhouse theaters on 42nd street this is an open air grindhouse theater <laughs> this was gnarly and it's like the barter town but at the same time it looked fucking cool if i was in the wasteland if i was in the wasteland i would totally be hanging out that that like well, I immediately was like, we would have either created it or we'd be the just the true nerds that were like hosting things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the wasteland. How you guys doing tonight? Rebel, 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 rebel. If we do a bad show, we get eaten. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Boo this man. I come on stage. I'm like hobbling because I got like only one leg and like, like uh, guess, oh, this night's better. <laughs> guess what print we found? Phantasm Ravager. Boo. Fuck. <laughs> That's the only thing that survives. Yeah. We'd be that's screwed. That's all we got. But over there, they're over there looking at serials, cowboy movies, and snuff films. And it's just like, okay. Again, you got to play with what you have. Mm-hmm. And so then the dog, like, you know, hey, uh, there's a woman. I, I, I got one on my radar. But even better, though, was the fact that he was just jonesing for popcorn. Yeah. You know what makes a movie better? A little popcorn. A little popcorn. And I was like, you know what? That's right. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I get by, And also just the little interplay that they have. The chemistry, actually. And I got to shout out Tiger, the dog in this the film. The dog did great. He's fantastic. Yeah, he did. And I think ultimately that's what sold me on the film. And I think what could have easily disra- just disrailed the film if 
ultimately, if you don't have a good dog actor, right. a child actor. I mean, it's in the title. It's a boy and his dog. You need to have a boy. You need to have a dog. And like, well, like you mentioned, did you were you raised on like the Benji films or Lassie oh, films yeah. at all? Oh, yeah. So when you said like when you if like going back it's, to area, if you said a boy and his dog and I'm like, uh, that sounds like Disney. This is not Disney. This is, this is not Disney. This is like like would you, would you say that we aren't going to do this for a movie night? <laughs> no. If we did, we'd have to have disclaimers like. If you don't like scenes of people getting raped or going to rape somebody, do not watch this movie. But at the same time, it's a good fucking movie. It is. Well, and then it establishes, like I said, within the mythology, you get the screamers. Again, another thing that goes nowhere. True. And so that he even, so, so a gang of Ram, so he, okay, we're, let me sleep. He's leaving the movie theater and he's like stalking. Again, seeking out a female that was mm-hmm. in the theater. And he's going, she went down to to this like hidey hole and he goes, I better get to her before the nomads get to her. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. God damn. You're a hero, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Because he even said some even worse despicable shit earlier in the film. But, (laughs) but so, and so he's there and like, and he's about to go at it when the nomads come and like. Yeah, blood comes in and says, hey, mm -hmm. put it in your pants. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go. And then I'm like, oh, I know, I got a trick. I'll pretend I'm a screamer, and they'll get scared off. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And he's over there, no, just screaming, not even, no, moaning. He's like moaning, and, and he was like, oh, shit, it's a screamer. Let's get out of here, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is a screamer? And then lo and behold, like, the dog's like, hey, screamers are really coming. And then you hear, no. I'm like, are these like radioactive cows or what? And you see this green light and you're like, holy shit, some ill shit's going to go down. Nothing. Nothing. The screamers go away. But at the same time, you're like, oh, okay. That was kind of anticlimactic, but let's see where else this is going to go. And ultimately, I think that's when I saw it as a kid, I found it boring. Yeah. But but now watching it again, though, I found it just mesmerizing. Like I said, the, I see, I actually enjoyed the, those little bits like that. I did too, The though. unexplained mythology that obviously these are... I thought it actually made me think of like the Ravagers in uh, Serenity. In Serenity, you don't like just monsters like, somewhere. You do not want them to find you them. alive. Right, right, right. I liked it. And the fact they glowed green and, and mood. But like you said, it doesn't, there's nothing that comes, they don't come back. Right. Nothing just like comes that roving back. caravan. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay. Well, now what kind of shenanigans is he going to go into? Because now she's like, no, 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 no. I'll go with you. You know, you saved my life. Come with me. And that's where discord starts happening. And because she's like, we got to go down into the underground. I'm like, there's more. And there's all this talk of the underground. And much like any good apocalyptic film like that, there's always there's the Eden out there. Mm -hmm. There's the better land, the ones that are surviving. They're flourishing somehow. Right. Right. That's you're you're striving for that. And with any good film like that, I think that's always good. Oh, yeah. You know, you need them. They have to have an end, you know, a journey. You know, where where are they going to end up? You know, and so forth. So you've got bits and pieces of that. And of course, it's like, okay, where are we going to go with that? But ultimately, and the, this is where, again, it's just so weird, where she starts like, oh, I love you now. Right. And you're like, wait, what? What's happening? Right. And he's just so like, that's cool. Yeah. But as it turns out, she knocks him out, mm-hmm. and he finds himself then in the underground. In the secret tunnels. And this is where we're introduced to, much like in Doomsday, mm-hmm. when they enter the door, and yeah. they come out in Camelot, <laughs> and the turn that movie takes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Well, first of all, he made a choice because he left the dog. He was gonna go into. He goes, That's, oh, and that was that was that was that was sad and messed up because like he, he's like she's like if you love me you'll come down with me into there 
and we have to leave the dog because I'll kill the dog, but me and you can live a happy life. And he goes, okay, that sounds cool. Because all he wants is ass. And that's because that's what she offered him. She's like, I'll do this Again, he's great. a horny teenager. Right. So he's like, come on. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You know? So they go down in the, the secret tunnels, right? Which, again, don't go into basements of shit like nope. that, especially in the wasteland, right? And they wind up in, like, you know, the 1890s, like, with, like, the sweet Adeline, like, like, barbershop quartets and, like, the pillbox hats and all this shit. It was weird. It, it takes such a turn like Doomsday where you're like, yes. where the hell, how did we end up here? Again, don't go into the, past the doors, past the tunnels in the wastelands. You end up, like, in Tears Lee. You don't want to do that. And sure enough, and everybody had that weird mime. Yes. Like, a, I'm, okay, so this, it was, like, uh, for you gamers out there, the people who made Bioshock Infinite must have loved this movie. Because it's set in, like, an alternate, like, um like 1876 never ended but in the sky like a utopian universe mm-hmm. and they all have like weird faces like that where every perma smiles okay so yeah yeah so it was it was very weird and ominous and there all of a sudden jason robarb appears out of nowhere classy actor jason robarb right? which definitely adds again the gravitas that you need in a film like this especially a low budget genre film you know definitely um more high concept than anything yeah but the society and the underground, it is presented initially as they're flourishing. Again, yeah. they're eating. They've got bananas. They've, they've got a marching band. Exactly. Dun, 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 I dun. Mean, like every day is the 4th of July. Right. There. Every day. And he's like, oh, that's, this looks pretty cool. And especially when they capture him and they say, okay, look, we, <laughs> every now and then we know that you're here because, okay, so yeah. they sent the girl up as a honeypot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. To capture. Yeah. Definitely was some spy, some espionage esque stuff going on there. It was insane. And so they're like, okay, because every now and then we need young blood to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought this part was hilarious. So every now and then we need young blood to like repopulate everybody. Because everyone in the underground. There's still there. No one can produce Go, ch- children. Right. So they're like, we need people from up there to keep our kind of community thriving. So basically, we want you to impregnate all of the women folk. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that sounds great. And so they're like, all right, cool. Let's do this. And so the next thing you know, he's strapped to this table and they bring out this monstrosity contraption, mechanical like madness. And they put it right on his junk. And it's like just going boom, 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 boom. It looks insane. Sounds painful, like something out of like you know when Willy Wonka is making oh, you know when Willy Wonka is making the everlasting Gobstopper and shit, and there's like like yeah, and so it's all that going on. And at first he's like ah, but then it's like nah, and genuine pain, and then all for like a little droplet. But even better is the fact that they've got a priest there. Yeah, blessing with, everybody because there's the, all the women are in line to get married to with, this vial of jizz. With every vial is a marriage specifically lined up. And that just, well, it's even better is the, the lady's reaction. Oh, yay! When he's like, I'm going to have sex with everyone. And she just laughs in exactly. his face like, like oh, no, really? No, you got it wrong, brother. And so, and so, no. And so then, like, first of all, so then they got the bum, 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 right? And then immediately he's like, oh, and then like, okay, you're married next. Boom. And like no refractory appear. And then like, okay, go. And then he's like, ah, and then you just see this long line of women. And I'm like, holy shit, that's some good comeuppance for horrible rapists like that. It reminded me of the the Homer Simpson punishment when he's in hell. Oh, you like donuts? Yes. 
<laughs> sad my mind went there. But ultimately, but it's just there's uh, there's just something so weirdly perverse about it. Yeah, and yeah, well, it's even funny on the uh, the VHS cover of the 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 the, the title there. It is a. A boy and his dog, a rather kinky tale of survival. Oh no, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, kinky might is one word for it. And the whole comeuppance, it's not even the end of the movie. There's not still like another forty-five minutes of craziness. Well, it turns out that, um, and it is uh, Susan Benton uh, playing. Uh, is it Coolia? June Holmes. She plays the daughter of the honeypot. Whittle mean is something or rather. It yeah. was like a it long. Tur- well, and it turns out that she did it because she's trying to get in good with this committee. Yeah. That is ruling the underground. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because you've got the old guard that have all the control and they're constantly placating or going, you're a youngster. Go hang out with the youngster. Yeah. Go sit at the kid's table. You don't know what you're talking about. You so know? you realize there's resentment growing within the underground. And then her whole thing is she's got like a whole under underground movement going on. Right. So she's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to free this guy in the Willy Wonka jizz machine. And like... We're going to go start the revolution. Let's do it. And he's like, thanks. That's cool. But then he's like, all right, I'll, I'll go with you because I want to get out of here. Right. And then so they have. So finally, the revolution is going nowhere. Everybody's dying. He doesn't do dick. The Our, our protagonist oh, yeah. ain't doing a fucking thing. He has a gun, doesn't shoot. He's just running with her. Right. They come up to uh, the main bad guys. But then they see the, like this like big giant lummox with I a big thinking- smile face. Is it a robo cretin? It is a robo or a hillbilly cretin. No, it's a it's um robo bumpkin. There we go. There it's we a go. robo bumpkin because he's a ro- <laughs> well, like I said, he's in the crazy overalls and he looks to seem unstoppable because he's taking bullets. But he's laughing the whole time with the big mime face and he's like, <laughs> and they're like pop 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 pop, <laughs> and then finally, I mean, she's giving all she's out of ammo finally. And he ain't doing dick. He ain't doing shit. They're finally about to get him. He's like, oh, maybe I should help. You think? So then he goes, pop, pop, pop. And then he finally dies and turns out it was a robot all along. And you're like, what the fuck? And so then he's like, okay, let's get them. First of all, I think they would hear all the robos getting shot. But then like, eh, the next business, take everybody to the farm. We didn't even talk about the farm. Oh, the farm. The farm. The farm. Again, another concept that they talk about, but they never show. But well, we know it's, it's ill shit. It's basically Robo Green kills you. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> Robo Green, and it's, and it's for the most minor offenses, right? Jaywalking, in society, right? Like, oh, you led her to the farm, who looks and just slices your throat. And they're so just nonplussed of it. They're just whatever. It's just so <coughs> casual with mm-hmm. it. It and again, it it strives. Who is more civilized? You know, the people above or the people in the underground. Right. You know, are we all just still cannibals at heart? You know, you've got these people striving for power and order, but they're still just so just heinous and just evil. And just weird. And because, weird. like, Jason Robards didn't get a fuck about anything. He's he just sitting there like, to the farm. I know she's my daughter, but to the farm. Okay, you're running away. That's cool. You Next time I catch you to the farm, you know? And so then they're sitting there, the three of them, mm-hmm. the three main elders of the community, and she's like, okay, let's on my signal, we're going to go, we're going to take them, and we're going to free everybody. Already, let's go. One, two, three, go. And he's like, I'm cool. And she's like, no, come on, we got to go. We got to go shoot. And she goes, no, this ain't my fight. Like, you're trying to get out of there. This is your fight. We got to go kill these people now. I need power. Like, don't this you- could be the chance at redemption right? for our hero. But then she's like, don't you love me? We can be free and we can do all the fun. I'm like, uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in the mood. Well, after, bum, bum, bum. of course he's not. He's going to abstain from some shit. But so she's like, come on, let's go, let's go. And he's like, no, nah, that's cool. She goes, fucking fine. Right? And she goes and does it herself. And then he just 
runs off with her, and they go up. And <laughs> I'm like, where else can this movie go, right? But of course, back to the now it's a car chase like in Doomsday. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Right? Not the only thing missing, <laughs> right? And so there's the dog again. When he left the dog, okay, I got to go back to when he left the dog because that was fucking heartbreaking, man. He leaves the dog. He's like, he's like, the dog's like, you're stupid. You're just going to go and get in trouble all for a piece of ass. Don't be dumb. You're going to die. I'm going to die. And he goes, you'll be fine. You can find somebody else. I'll be back. Will you wait for me? Man, fuck you. Ugh. And then, so the guy goes down. Then later on, because it has to be a long time. Of course. Comes up. The dog's all almost oh. he's like at death's door all emaciated and bloodied and shit the dog was filthy the entire movie did you notice that well they don't have a lot of you know vets out there That's people true. grooming but good was, lord it was bloody he was bloody the entire well, he movie he got through oh, he got that fight he got in that fight with that dog at 42nd street yes again right. again i don't know if i would allow dogs in but apparently if you can barter they can come in apparently dogs are a big thing yeah, well, and then there were other ones then that were leading him around as well because of the other roving pack yeah. had the rival dog that I think I, is implied that there was a telepathic commun- you know, link there. See, I didn't know. if uh, again, No, it's again, it's, it's not explained. It's not gone into. You're just like, eh? Because Don Johnson the whole time, is, he's over there talking to his dog like a crazy person you see on the street like, don't give me that tone. Don't what are you talking about? The other guys with the dogs are like, all right, boy, get him, get him, get him, go get him, boy. That's true. Talking more like to like how you would a, a trained dog. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Maybe these of, are like like not as smart nomads. Speaking of dogs in the farm, when they when they realized that they th- that he was uh, Vic was down in the underground and he was by a dog and he talked to the dog and they just assumed that they had the telepathic link and they're talking to the dog and they're like, give us something, yeah. give us something, to the farm. Yeah. And they send the dog to the farm. It's horrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. The entire film is just so awful, 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 awful. And then, but yet, I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was because it was okay. It was so what the fuck and interesting and entertaining. Where like, no matter where it went, you're like, okay, wow, this is weird. Where else can it go? Where? Okay, I'm on this ride because I don't know what the fuck is going on. You, it was, it was just so bad shit but like in a good way yeah, it, i mean it, even though it, horrible things happened it, and he did again this uh, this movie almost needs the disclaimer beforehand mm-hmm. you don't sympathize him with no him. the no. entire you don't sympathize him at all they don't make him a good redeeming person he doesn't have a good redeeming art you're not like okay I'm, you're not rooting for him you're just watching it this you're, is one of the, yeah, yeah. This is just a spectator. I mean, and with most movies, you are, but you're invested with your heroes and your protagonists. In this movie, nobody is good. And I really hope if you, I hope you don't identify with him to the point where you're like, I get his struggle, right? He's like, no, 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 you don't want that. It's, it's like, awful. well, it's like you know, people watching American Psycho, and they're like, oh, I want to be Patrick Bateman. It's like, no, you no, don't. you don't, you no. don't, no, don't you see Mm-mm. this? It's The Wolf of Wall Street. It's Fight Club. You're like, no. Those are bad things. You're not supposed to strive for that, man. Right, right. And again, not saying there's a right or wrong way to watch a film or interpret a film. It's all subjective. But, you know, you're just sometimes like, oh, maybe you're not getting the again, whole nother thing. But I loved how the movie ended because it ended with a punchline. It seemed like the entire the entire second half of the movie was one joke leading up to that punchline. Yeah. And 
It was funny. And then when they both just start laughing and right. just walk off. Right. And you don't walk off into nothing, man. No, you walk off into... The Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wish. No, we were only missing a few uh, sleeves pulled up there. No, man. You were... Um... Wait, should we give away the ending? No, I don't think so because that twist was great. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not the twist itself. It's actually... I'm talking about this little gem here. Come on. You looks like after sitting all of that sitting on a log, sitting there with his dog. It's like <laughs> after all of that, we get that. Are you right? kidding me? It was better than <laughs> no, but no, exactly. It was. I, I told you that, like, man, that movie had like they made love in my Chevy van music, and like you're, and you said. <laughs> I said, well, I was like, yeah, I said, I thought the exact same thing, and that's not all right by me. <laughs> it's so weird. The music is so, but it's, 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 it works because it fits. I think because it's at that precedence. If they're like, if that's they started up it. with like George Miller music or like, bum, 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 you know, and then, that'd be like, Fuck, man. But you start off with dun, 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 then you know what you're getting into. Well, Tim McIntyre, who voiced Blood, actually was the composer of all the film as well. So Perfect. It, it, it actually kind of is. He's multi-talented. Mm-hmm. I like that. But like you said, though, this film sets the plate for everything that comes out in the 80s. Just every little trope that you know and appreciate that you've just come to expect. Yeah. You get in this film, and it's back in 1975. I know that's insane. And I, like I said, I forgot. Just re- I just didn't. I guess I didn't realize how truly influential this film is. Mm-hmm. And without those, now that being said, I had a really weird reaction while I was watching this film. About halfway through, I was like, you know what, film is kind of similar, but in a really weird way. Hmm. That's also post-apocalyptic, and was mentioned on our episode of Nerds and Nostalgia. Hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's got to do the same thing. He's got to do the same thing, but at least he's like that, you know? And I can get behind Rowdy Piper more so versus Don Johnson guy, in this one. Right? Yeah, I would rather have the, the, the apocalypse repopulated with Pipers. Oh, hands down, hands yeah. down. Uh, but then the other Piper one. The Piperpocalypse? The Piperpocalypse? Uh-huh. Well, you know who actually shows up in uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown too? Hmm. Robert Zadar. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it's, again, weird little links there. But then another one that I got a really, really strong vibe one was uh, Children of Men. Yeah. Because there's no more kids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is just in and of itself kind of a frightening thing. Have, have, you ever, have you seen Children of Men? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. With Clive Owen? Yeah. Yeah. That movie is slick. That movie is really good. That's one that truly terrified me it's dark it is a dark dark movie well and it's funny to look at the films we've talked about because if you go back to stakeland again that was my first time viewing Mm -hmm. and it it's it was a dour film no doubt but also and not fun but more action oriented Mm -hmm. uh doomsday obviously yeah love it it's a ton of fun (laughs) to then go to a boy and his dog Mm -hmm. just such a tonal Again, everything that we've seen in Stakeland and Doomsday like, owes their you know their allegiance to this, but yeah. it's just such a, a weird way to go into the apocalypse, exactly. into the wasteland. It's a genre mismatch, just like Doomsday, but instead of Camelot, 
you have like hard bodies and avant-garde theater right and you have like you know (laughs) the community players version of our town and you have i killed for that the uh the what is it the um that role the manager no oh who's the narrator in that one Oh, in our town? Yeah. Oh shit, it's been forever since. Oh my I was god, in our town. I was in it in high school even. Damn it. <laughs> but like you know, and the then stage you had... manager. There mm-hmm. it is. There we go. Um, it's just but a genre mismatch of, of of a lot of interesting, interesting things. It was a very interesting watch because like you can't say I, I'm hesitant to say, man, it was a great movie about because like because the subject because the protagonist is terrible, yep. but it's a really good movie. It's an entertaining entertaining movie and i think it's one you really need to see if you are a fan of this genre because i think this is another one that i think probably a lot of people have overlooked but i can see if people dismiss it i can see i can can... see people like i'm done with this movie yeah five minutes in i totally get it i totally just like doomsday it's like i understand yeah like bye you know but i think you'd be doing yourself a disservice because just all the really unique things going on there and again the foundation that it laid we just almost owe it just a, you know, a little bit of appreciation for that. See it at least once. Yes. And that's just it. If you can't, it's one you do need to see. Yeah. Um, check it out here on Shudder, Shudder. right now. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll be thanking Shudder as well for uh, the uh, the Joe Bob Briggs late uh, last mm-hmm. drive-in as well that we'll be streaming through there uh, this Friday. Or I should say tonight. <laughs> what if it's a boy and his dog? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It'll be that, and then it ended up being brain damage. Yeah, Because, exactly. of course, we once exactly. famously said mm-hmm. we would never host a screening of brain damage. Oh, what if it was Rabbit and Shivers? Oh. oh. Don't dream it. Joe Bobby. Just like, yeah. I could get behind that. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Please don't. Please don't. How did this? See? see I did we not mean it fine. like that. We were going I did fine. not mean it like that at all. <laughs> We've been talking a boy and his dog way too long. All exactly. Of a Some terrible shit, but at least it's entertaining. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, no, I like I said, definitely make sure to check this one out. I uh, had a blast with it. So final thoughts on a boy and his dog? Yeah, go see it. <laughs> so, as as Joe, but, but make sure you're behind the beaded curtain or something. There was a beaded curtain in the film. Did there you notice totally that? There totally was a beaded curtain in the film, in the movie theater too. Yep. Yeah. So like, yeah, <laughs> know what you're getting in for. Yeah. Know what you're getting in for. Don't like say, oh, <laughs> let's see what we're gonna watch with the family. A boy and his dog. That sounds like good wholesome family Disney fun. <laughs> nope. Nope. You might. <laughs> I will also say, as much of a fan of trailers as we are, the trailer for this film is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, it's kind of played. It's very similar to the one that they did with the Clockwork Orange, with the the classical music, and mm-hmm. then just the the really quick cutting images. Did it have? Not quite, but it's quite good. So uh, until next week, when we continue to wander further into the wasteland, <laughs> this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. The movie was rough. <laughs>